My name is Owen Walsh, and you're listening to the latest episode of Cabin Fever. Less a podcast than a group therapy session for writers, brewers, and friends from around the world who like to enjoy a beer together, but can't for now. We'd love to hear from listeners out there how you're getting on, what you're doing to cope, and what you're drinking. So feel free to get in touch on social media. You can find me at Owen Walsh, or you can send me an email at owen at beercity.brussels. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. I'm delighted to be joined this evening on the latest episode of Cabin Fever by my next three guests. Uh, returning to the show for a second time is Adrian Tierney-Jones, award-winning beer writer for, among others, uh, Daily Star, Sunday Telegraph and more. Adrian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good. By Stephen Beaumont, editor of Original Gravity Magazine's Canadian edition and writer of any number of books on beer, food and other drinks. Uh, Stephen, how are you doing? I'm also all right. Hanging in there. Thanks. And last but not least, by Johnny Hamilton, co-founder of Pellicle, a former brewer at London's Beavertown, and now in the process of setting up his own brewery in Scotland. And we can talk about, uh, we can talk a little bit about that more during the show. Johnny, how are you doing? Good evening. I'm fine. Yeah, not too bad. All right. So as usual on the show, uh, before we get into the meaty bones of the conversation, we do uh, round the room just to check in with everybody, see how they're doing and what they're drinking. Johnny, um, maybe we can start with you. How are you doing and what are you drinking? Uh, I am doing well. Uh, I'm drinking a Modern House from Tempest Brewery here in Scotland. And uh, yeah, we've been setting up our own brewery, um, well, for the past year, really. But um, the past the past week kind of had to accelerate things pretty uh, pretty quickly with an online shop and uh yeah, we had to use our friends at the Colonel and Burnt Mill to brew some beers uh, for us so we could sell something because of this whole situation, which has been pretty mad. But uh, yeah, we can get into that. In yeah. A bit, but uh, yeah, for the meantime, yeah, enjoying uh, having a beer after what feels like an actual day of work, uh, brewing a beer via proxy at Burnt Mill. And Adrian... <clears throat> Adrian, yeah. maybe we can get on to you. How are you doing and what are you drinking? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, um, what am I drinking? Um, I've just opened a can of, oh, I can never say it. Do you say Tool? That Norway brewery. Tuel? Tuol? Um, their Goos to Hollywood. Tool Goes to Hollywood, which is a Goozer ale brewed with oranges. And, yeah, right, okay. Um, <laughs> Ringing endorsement. Uh, yeah, I was expecting a bit more from it, to be honest. Um, and having spent, uh, as I tell everybody I ever know, that I spent an afternoon with Matthias's Barnov Bayerish Bayer a few years back talking about Leipzig Agusa. There are times when I want to tear my hair out. But on the other hand, it's quite refreshing. Who am I to say that you shouldn't put oranges and God knows what else you want it into Guza? But I'm doing all right. I'm doing... I'm, you know, I'm using the time to write without pressure. You know what I mean? That idea, because, you know, you're on a treadmill. I was on a treadmill um, and, you know, I've been using, doing in my blog, um, but I'm also just, I'm just playing with words. I'm also rethinking the way I want to write. And I've got a couple of book ideas I've been working on. And um, as you noted, Stephen, I was playing with the way I write, which I noticed she didn't care for. But that was just, you know, kind of Hunter Thompson meets Molly Bloom, and maybe, you know. But, I mean, that's the story of the book. 
So. All right. Um, we can get into your 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 wonders down the through the English language first. But Stephen, when you're not um, criticizing Adrian's writing, how are you doing, and what are you drinking? Um, but uh, well, right now I've been uh, given the current situation. I've been drinking locally as much as possible. Um, partly because I'm doing this uh, Instagram reviews on um, the original Gravity uh, account to try to encourage people to order beer from local breweries. So right now I'm, I'm actually drinking a new one. This, this one I didn't buy. They sent over. It's a new beer from uh, Bose uh, All Natural Brewery, which is over near Ottawa in Ontario. And they call it Country Vibes Amber Lagered Ale. Okay. Uh, their their flagship is is a Kolsch style beer, but they call it a lager lagered ale. It's actually quite nice, and this one it got a little little bit more of a hot bite to it than uh, than their regular lug tread. It's 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 appealing to me actually. I'm going to review it tomorrow, so I thought I'd give it a test drive today. Mm-hmm. And how are you doing? I'm a little exhausted, but <laughs> other than that, none the worse for wear. I, last night was one of those. You know, every once in a while, your body has to reset, so you just get a absolute crap night's sleep. Mm-hmm. That was that was last night for me. I was interested because I've seen the videos that you've been doing on Facebook. If for anybody, I can share the link um, when we in the podcast show notes. How how has the hit rate been on those beers? Uh, you know what? I've been I've been very careful about the ones I pick so I don't get <laughs> duds. <laughs> there are only a couple that I've I've reviewed um, live that I'd never tasted before, and I got lucky with them. But most of the time, I'm I'm going with beers that. Because, uh, I, I mean, this is a kind of an exceptional circumstance. You don't want to go on and start slagging someone's beers when the brewery's barely able to survive. Um, so I'm picking the good ones and, and recommending those. And if if I try something that's a bit of a dud, I just I just won't bring it on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you guys? How I mean, how has the beer drinking been for you? Have you have you been keeping to the old reliables or are you being a bit more experimental? Well, it depends. What I've, I mean, I've been really enjoying uh, Lost and Grounded. I've been enjoying Lost and Grounded. I've been enjoying the Belgium Classics, been buying some of them, you know, um, Westmaler, uh, Orval. Um, but I've been enjoying some Ansbach and Hob Day. Um, you know, yeah, you do get sent beer, but there have been some really good beers. And I've really been impressed with Drygate as well. I don't know what Johnny thinks about them because they're up your part of the world, aren't they? Uh, I used to brew some beers there under contract uh back in the day whenever i was brewing at a small brew pub called the hanging bat so yeah i know i know i know drag it pretty well yeah i used to spend pretty much every week going through to glasgow to brew beers at drag it right yeah no i'm impressed with what i've been sent really have johnny you're yeah. the only four of us who isn't a dis isn't a dissolute writer um tell us a bit about the the brewery project and why um things have had to accelerate in the last couple of weeks um, so the brewery is called New Barns, and it's uh, Gordon and Emma, uh, who are a couple and used to work at the Colonel, and myself and Fred, who used to work at Beavertown, and we've been kind of planning it for, well, Gordon and Emma have been planning it for at least two or three years, and I think I unofficially shook hands with Gordon about joining at FineFest two years ago, and then handed my notice in with Beavertown a year ago. Um, but we kind of we got keys in October to a site in Leith, a great site, like opposite where Pilot set up. Uh, really great location, beautiful building. 
And then Gordon's been working really hard to get everything set up. And we got to the stage where we had tanks, we had uh, glycol installed, we had the brew kit ready to go. The only thing we needed was gas to be connected by Scottish gas, uh, which was due to happen on April 1st. And obviously with uh. lockdown happening, uh, that was like the last piece of the puzzle. So we've got everything we need to mm-hmm. make beer, but we can't make beer at our own facility, which is obviously frustrating when we've moved all from long-term, well-paid jobs in London up to a place where we love, which is Edinburgh and specifically Leith. And uh, we've got this brewery that has the potential for an amazing tap room and outdoor space and we are unable to brew there but the the good thing about all of us having these connections is that we're able to rely on friends who've got capacity in their breweries uh who can small pack for us because we our business plan no of uh small pack the first two years because to be honest the style of beer we plan to make is paleos and lagers and table beers that you drink in the pub and the pub is where we all met and like to hang out and it's kind of heartbreaking now that our entire business model around keg and uh, the occasional cast but mainly drinking in pubs is being completely thrown up in the air and not having to do all this uh, weird and uh, wonderful things of uh, having friends through <laughs> It's not like in an ideal world, even if we were to contract brew, we would drive down to Suffolk like today at Burnt Mill and we'd be there for every step of the process. But with being responsible mm-hmm. human beings, uh, it's quite hard to, to justify that. So we've been doing it all via email and phone yeah. calls. It's, it's amazing. We wouldn't be able to do that, you know, in other times in, in life. But yeah, it's quite hard when you're first uh, ever beer has never been touched by any of us. Ed from Burnt Mill, who used to work at Abnams, is a good friend of mine. So it's 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 nice to know your beers oh, in good hands. And do you have like a do you have any prospect of the brewery, the final steps of the brewery being being completed at a certain point, or is it just wait and see? Uh, Scottish Gas are only doing uh, essential works at the moment. So like literally, as long as lockdown's happening, we can't get the works done, and then. God knows the backlog. Uh, we've we're, we've got plans and work of yeah. other things. We've got tanks and glycol, so we could potentially, if we can borrow a brew kit that runs on uh, electrical elements, we could do something with three phase, and we could brew some work like a, a like a five barrel like kit and fill tanks that way, which is an option. But then we have to get in mobile canning, and it's a whole. It's basically every day is uh, new. Uh, solutions to to <laughs> you know we make we make it up as we go along we try our best it's the joys of opening a new business in the middle of a global pandemic or a pandemic or however you want to describe it but adrian mm-hmm. uh talking of sussex sussex breweries uh you had a recent piece out on um adnams yeah the last couple of weeks is that something that was written during the current situation, or is that something that you'd had uh, in, in, in your back pocket for a while? No, I went over in February. I was actually commissioned in December by Claire Pullen, who I, I must say is an absolutely ex. I don't know if any of you guys work for her, excellent editor. You know, I've worked for a lot of editors on newspapers and magazines, and she is excellent. Um, yeah, I went over in February um, when the wind was fierce, 
and um, yeah, and I just wrote it in March, filed it, and you know, I knew I wanted to write, and uh, you know, I got good guidance, and um, we started talking about two weeks ago about you know some good edits, and you know, I went back to Brew. I needed a bit more information. It's probably one of the longest pieces I've written since when I used to write for All About Beer, when you used to get over 3,000 words. Um, mm. And, you know, when I started off as a journalist, I started off on short pieces. I once interviewed Morrissey, and it was in 500 words. You know, it was a 500-word piece. And I used to feel that was my strength. This is over 30 years ago, you know. And But then gradually, and I frightened of long, long pieces. But then obviously you start writing books. You start writing, you know, you get 2,500 words from a newspaper. And um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was it was it was a joy to write, and it was a joy to work with Claire about it, and I am so pleased with it. Yeah, and um, you're still. I've seen that you've still kept the blog going because I know when you were on the show the last time, you had just uh, resuscitated it uh, from its comatose state. How how is that? How is that for sort of clearing your head of the creative yeah, uh, things that are going well, on? I don't in think there? I'm putting some of the. You know, sometimes I'm just putting it out because I have no. You know, as a, as a, when you're a professional writer. You know, you've got an editor up there who you and you you know your readership. Um, I think with a blog, you don't really care. You know, I don't. I obviously want to put stuff up there that doesn't undermine your credentials. Um, <laughs> but you know, I once used to joke about I'd write a piece backwards if I felt it worked. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, it's I'm I'm I put up. You know, I'm I'm sort of been. Uh, I tell you what. Yesterday evening, I got an email from Emma Inch. You might have seen her piece today that we put out through. I did, I did. And we have Anna, Emma's going to be on the show on Thursday. Emma so. said, you know, would you be interested in this? Would you would like to put it through Original Gravity? And um, I, I read it. I said, oh, let me have a quick read. And I read it and I was like, I immediately emailed her back last night. Yeah, please. First thing I did when I got up this morning after I had me, me cup of tea, um, was to edit it, get the pictures she sent me, and put it on Original Gravity's website. And so I read that, and I thought, you know what? It's all very well saying I'm going to blog three times a week, but, you know, you can put any old crap out. I mean, I'm not saying I'm putting old crap out, but I sometimes wondered if I was... You know, it made me think about the way I should write and everything once again. And, you know, that's always the great joy about reading good writers, great writers... You know, you should never be complacent. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I've, 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 you know, I've earned a living as a journalist for over thirty years in various fields. You know, um, mainly consuming, you know, music, cinema, beer, and food. And but it's just you never stop thinking. That's good. I might think about thinking about that. You know, so um, yeah. So you're going back to the blog thing. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying doing it because you know. I like writing. It's it's my job. Uh, you know, I kept a journal throughout the eighties and nineties. I used to write when I first started in journalism. I used to write five hundred, six hundred words a night, uh, and and that was when I'd come in from a club or something. You know, God knows how I did it all. And then I had to be a, a, a music. <laughs> I used to be on a music magazine. At, we used to start at ten o'clock in those days in the eighties, which was great. You know, you turn up and like, you know, half the writers would come in about twelve o'clock, and they were still on their off their conk 
you know, and I'd be the one, mm-hmm. can I have some copy, please? And I remember one standing over a writer, and I'm not going to mention any names, but, um, and he was on ecstasy. And I really needed this article on, I don't know, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And I was production editor, and I was saying, can I have this, you know, Paul, uh, uh, no, he's no more famous, so, uh, can I have this, can I have the no, I need my teddy bear to look at it first. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was good fun. But, yeah, so that's the background, you know, I've been doing that for 30, 30 plus years, so I never, I never stopped learning. And Emma's piece made me stop and think once more, you know, yeah. in the same way as Jess Mason's pub trilogies for Original Gravity a year or so ago made me think, you know, in the same way a lot of writers, good writers, always make me think. Mm-hmm. Adrian, Emma, Emma did the same thing for um, Flagship February, the first year oh, yeah. we did it. Uh, 2019, she came in with this essay where we're we're all writing about our flagship beers, and I started it off, and it's all just kind of fluffy. Oh, this is when I first encountered yeah. this beer. This was what this beer did, and then Emma wrote this heartfelt, like soul searing essay, and it was, I was like, ah, oh, crap. That means the rest of us <laughs> are shit. <laughs> I that. Yeah, I yeah. That. yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Stephen, how are you getting on in the current, like in, in the current situation? What's the what's the context you're living in at the moment? Well, um, my wife and I live uh, in downtown Toronto, so we're we're right in the heart of downtown, um, which is curiously um, probably the part of this great city of ours which is the quietest. Yeah. Um, when we've had to get into the car to go out, uh, you know out to the, the boondocks or, or for whatever reason, um, the further you get from downtown, the more people you see on the streets. Yeah, It's the strangest damn thing. Um, so I look out my window and, you know, it. I was almost moved to tears the other day because I, I looked out my window at rush hour and it was like nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a weird, it doesn't, like, we've been doing this for six weeks now. It does not normalize. <laughs> it doesn't. It's still so weird. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're mostly staying inside. My wife um, has, a, has a chronic uh, disease that compromises her immune system. Okay. So she's not going out much. Um, and when, when we need to go shopping, we'll go out together and then I'll go in and she'll sit in the car yeah. and uh, wait for me to get back out. Uh, we have masks that we, we wear when we go out and that type of thing. Um, and, you know, we're able to get out and get a little exercise in outside because the weather's getting a little nicer. But it's just it's just a strange thing. You know, Adrian was talking about writing and and yeah, I'm a, I mean, I've been a writer for 30 years and, and I got into this whole gig because of writing, not because of beer. Mm. Um, and I find it so difficult to write. Yeah. I just, I keep kind of chasing after these ideas that kind of come into my mind half formed, but they never make it to fully formed because something else happens or, or I get distracted by, you know, a spot on the wall or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. It's so concentration and, and just trying to get, that story together is is such a challenge for me now um and now and the couple of the of the columns that i still have going on a regular basis are the type of things where they want me to kind of comment on the industry and analyze where we are going forward as like wow when i look at what we're what we're looking at going forward it's not really 
optimistic. No. Yeah. It, Tim and I, Tim and I just finished the new World Atlas of Beer yeah. as well, so we're kind of going back over that text oh. and adding the new context to <laughs> oh, it, yeah. right? Uh, an asterisk at the bottom of every chapter saying these <laughs> yeah, these exactly. beers and or breweries may no longer exist at time of publication. Exactly. I mean, for the first time, this was my idea. For the first time in this edition, each of us uh, had it uh, in a list of our top ten beer places around the world. Mm. And it's like, well, we're going to have to look at that list very closely before we go to print, <laughs> because I mean, I'd hate to see some of these places close down, but it's a possibility. Absolutely, right? yeah. Who knows? Nobody. I think, you know, and and this is not to scare away. I'm sure Johnny, you know full well the state of the industry back home. Um, not to scare off somebody who's opening a brewery, but yeah, I think globally, it's just nobody knows how it's going to shake out, do they? Yeah. the The only the the real real ground that I have for optimism is in the support local business and this goes way beyond just beer but you see it uh you see it in social media there's a lot of groundswell of hey let's all support local independent businesses because the corporations have the money to survive Mm, this yeah whereas you know my friend who's run this corner store doesn't and so i want to support them i want to do what Mm. i can you know, we see it a lot in Toronto as um, supporting local restaurants who have transitioned to either doing takeout or doing grocery packages or cook at home stuff. Um, and there's a lot of lot of feeling of great support for these people. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it'll continue as we sort of acclimatize to this new reality, which doesn't look like it's going to be changing, I think, in any of our three contexts for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's 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 daunting. I mean, it's certainly daunting, but at least, you know, I, I, I wrote a line in a column recently where I said uh, there there seems to at least now there's a light, albeit dim at the end of this very long time. It's not a train coming, though, is it? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> As Adrian's characteristic optimism. No, no, play I'm, there. Very optimistic. <laughs> I'm always optimistic. It's, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like... I mean, I, well, I, was, I was talking to someone about, about pubs, you know, how many pubs are going to be around? But then, oh God, is it going to be the nature, the Darwinian nature, you know, with pubs? You know, the really bad ones will go under. The ones that survive will be the good ones. Um, but what you were saying about, about, you know, the difficulties with writing, Stephen, I, I had the same. And it sort of leads me into kind of the last section in the show where we get to gripe or 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 praise uh, things that we've experienced or seen or come across in the last couple of weeks. Uh, mine is both positive and negative. Usually I'm, I'm the one leading the pessimistic charge, but I did manage to submit a new piece of writing last week, actually, to Johnny. Uh, so I will say, because he's listening, is that it's a flawless piece of work and my best yet. Needs no editing. So we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm only joking. <laughs> yeah. I have edited you as well. You have, uh, uh, but on the flip side, uh, a minor gripe. Um, obviously, sitting down watching a lot more Netflix at the moment, and for some reason, so we've we're going back to the classics. You know, in the same way that I think people are going back to beers that they trust, uh, we're going back to films that we trust. So we thought we'd watch the uh, Indiana Jones trilogy on Netflix, um, and they have three out of the four films omitting criminally the best film of the quartet, and you know. I don't need to say which one that is. I think you all you yeah, all know, know which one that is. Crystal Skull, clearly. You—that's just your future invite rescinded now, Johnny. I thought we could be friends, but uh, 
But yeah, anyway, that, that's just a little aside. But w- what about you guys? Is there anything that you've seen over the last couple of weeks that has either encouraged you about, as Stephen was saying, you know, people supporting local or has sort of used something that you've kind of chafed against uh, that you've kind of has irritated you or is you're finding difficult to deal with? Um, I guess, yeah, on the, on the local food scene, I mean, I've, all I've been doing is, is cooking and eating uh, and watching Bon Appetit YouTube videos, which has basically been my saving grace and keeping me sane uh but a local uh sandwich shop of friends of mine called albies in edinburgh do this uh every friday thing now where they basically uh individually like kind of send out the ingredients of uh their like kind of sandwiches that they make in their shop and they said they sell like a hundred packs and people like cook along they have like nice handwritten instructions and uh do like a, an Instagram live thing and it's really nice just seeing all the normal faces you'd see there kind of on like a, a week, weekend in the shop uh, on making their sandwiches at home and it just feels nice anyway like they sell these kits for like eight quid and they sell a hundred it's not a lot of money for them coming in but yeah it's better than nothing and for the people enjoying it, it it's a little bit of normality I mean I've been cooking for myself a lot <laughs> I've only had one takeaway in the past month and as much as I enjoy cooking it, it someday it's just a bit much so on a Friday night to have that little bit of normality even though normally on a Friday night I'd be pouring wine until 1am uh, at a bar uh, it's just yeah that's the one thing that's been keeping me sane that kind of regularity of oh it's Friday night the sandwich ingredients are coming from Albies. I'm going to make this hot. <laughs> oh, lovely. It's real. Not long before, not, not long before all of this, you started off as sort of a playful Instagram account of your, of your uh, trolls through Edinburgh's pizza scene. Uh, I presume that's on hold right don't now. Don't tell me about, yeah, basically I've got three, three or four Instagram accounts that are all on hold because of this. Um, the main one I started was at the start of the year, I planned to eat a pizza, a margarita pizza at every independent, uh, pizza place in edinburgh and i grafted out the other day and i was doing so well and uh like some some weeks i was having three pizzas or like at least slices and then <laughs> four weeks ago i was down i had my first takeaway pizza and then since then i've realized there's only one more place that i'll deliver to my area uh, in leith and basically mm. all restaurants are able to open again i'm pretty much that account is just doomed. And Adrian, I, I feel you chomping at the bit there to get in. Um, anything that you uh, want to sound off on? No, no, I was just saying I've been making near my own pizza dough. Uh, my son, who's, you know, 21, he's he's so angry because he's having to do his finals at home. He's loving it. And um, making my own pizzas, I'm doing a bit more. Flatbreads, doing flatbreads. Um, and... I'm, I'm like, you know, like everyone else trying to support local businesses, um, you know, Chris, who runs Hops and Craft in, um, in Exeter, you know, I'm always ordering beer from him every week. And, um, and oh, what am I, I mean, you know, I'm enjoying, this is a weird one. I'm at this very moment, I'm all right, touch wood for money just at the moment. And so I haven't got that treadmill thing on. So I'm actually quite enjoying thinking as i said earlier on but Mm. griping there are so many i think it's social media there are so many i didn't know there were so many people who knew about epidemics on on (laughs) 
really <laughs> don't know it. I, I am amazed. They should all be doctors or something. Um, <laughs> oh, I've, um, you know, I'm, 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 I don't know. I do have, I have a very, I, for some reason yesterday, I'm reading at the moment, the book I'm reading is English Music or a rereading by Peter Ackroyd. I don't know if anyone's read that, English Music, Peter Ackroyd, about 25 years ago. Really good book. Um, I was quite lachrymose yesterday because it had a dead dog in it. And uh, and I'd also read a William Trevor short story with a dead dog in it earlier in the day. So I felt quite lachrymose yesterday. And I, I, I thought, mm-hmm. is this because of is this because of the lockdown thing? Because I mean, I can go, I will take the dog for a walk. You know, I can go to the shops, but I'm missing the sea. I am so missing. We we walked the dog to the river yesterday to X. You know, the X, which is about half a mile away, because we were worried about social distancing, but it was quite good. But I am so missing the sea, you know, which is only a couple of miles up the road. But I was teary yesterday, and I'm not supposed to be teary. And, um, you know, all I had to do was think about a dog, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm crying again. What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, I've, I, I had those days over the week. Well, I had actually every single one of those those days was my weekend. Um, I think it's just natural that we have all of these, you know, complex and, and, and 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 things that we're not really understanding, just under, sublimating underneath the surface, it's natural. When you read about a dead dog, Adrian, as you say, I mean, it's not exactly the most uplifting uh, short stories oh, no, to be horrible. reading. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. But then I do want my money back from two years of psychotherapy. Um... <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We can get into that. Maybe we can do a private session. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Um, but Stephen, maybe you have a more slightly more positive note than um, Adrian. Not to say that Adrian's <laughs> lachrymosity isn't uh, authentic, and we shouldn't discuss it in group at some point. But um, maybe you have something well, uh, that you can finish on a, on a high note. Well, I'll start. I'll start off with a grape, and then I'll try to finish on a high note. Um, apparently, there's the, there's a joke making the rounds in Germany, uh, which goes something like this: uh, What borders on stupidity? And the answer is Canada and Mexico. <laughs> uh, so when you're a Canadian um, living within like an hour's drive of the border, you can't help but be overwhelmed by all the bullshit that's going on um, south of the border. And it's just, it's one of those things that you almost have to take regular moments where you just say okay no media yeah. no social media no television no nothing and just get away from it all because the insanity just never yeah, stops yeah. it doesn't and and it's it's extraordinary and, and i mean i'm not saying canadians are perfect uh we're not obviously no country's perfect but we're a lot more reserved we're a lot we have a much better leader my god um and and we're better at at following directions <laughs> So, you know, going out and it's, I, I don't have, I have not had really any great major problems with social distancing as you, you know, you're approaching somebody, um, they're, they're going to move to the right, you move to the right and you pass each other, no problem. It's, it's, it's this unspoken idea that we all, we all understand us. I'd say about 50% of the people on the streets now are wearing masks and okay. that percentage just keeps improving, yeah. going up and up. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's trying to stay sane 
while seeing the craziness that keeps coming across the news, um, which is, is just challenging and, and trying to, to keep positive and uplifting. And, and again, the, I said it before, but the most positive thing I see on a regular basis is, you know, people who are uh, going out and supporting local business. We have a federal government um, that's really doing its best to support people like really trying to support people, came out with rent relief for small business just over the weekend. And, uh, you know, things are, I, God, we're, we're going to be in massive debt at the end of this, but so is everybody, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, there's, there's room for cautious optimism uh, where I live at least. And I think as long as, you know, we're, 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 don't get caught up in this craziness of, you know, it's my, I love this, this give me liberty or give me death. These people yeah. south of the border are chanting that. Yeah. It's like, well, it's going to be the second if you take the first, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. uh, so it, it's, it, you, we got the border closed for at least another month, mm-hmm. which is reassuring to all Canadians. <laughs> um, and uh and we just we just trundle along and and keep going and I you know doing my best to uh, stay in contact with with local brewers and and support them as much as I can um, and hopefully we'll you know we'll all come through this without too many job losses business losses at the end of it all yeah well I think that's as good a point as any to draw this to to a close um I, throughout the episode I actually forgot to say what I was drinking I am drinking at uh, a Blanche, which is a Belgian Blanche, which is not a style I, I, I normally drink, uh, by a new brewery, a Wallonian brewery called Atrium, which I highly recommend. If you see their beers out there, go get them. And obviously the best Indiana Jones film is, of course, uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, obviously. Uh, but uh, before we go, um, this is the opportunity for you guys to give a plug to anything you have going on where people can find what you're working on and what you're doing at the moment. Uh, Johnny, maybe you can let us know where you can where we can find information about the new brewery. I will, but first of all, I want to uh, plug uh, something for Stephen and uh, do my bit. Stephen, hi, we've not met Johnny. Um, <laughs> no, you, Johnny, you said yeah. you were Ontario-based. A couple of friends' breweries there, I don't know if you know them, Sun on the Hill, a very small brewery, uh, farm brewery, friends of ours, Callum, used to work at Cloudwater and uh, Brew by Numbers and Partisan here. Um, really cool brewery. And then Willibald's Distillery and... Uh, brewery um yeah they're both relatively small and new and yeah give a shout out to those in case you can find their their beers but sun and hill willibalds uh i guess more locally i should probably plug my own our own brewery and new barns, <laughs> uh in new barns in leith uh we launched an online shop last week to kind of pre-sale beer that we're making at both burnt mill which got brewed today and then on friday we're brewing a pale ale at the colonel where gordon emma used to work so yeah, we're kind of pre-selling uh, small packs so that in early June people will get their beer and it should be really nice and that'll be nice. So if you want to buy some beer, that'll be cool. Yeah, oh, I look forward to trying it. I look forward to trying it. Thanks. Uh, Adrian, what about yourself? What about Where can um, people find? Um, what, what, do I, what am I supposed to say? Um, um, <laughs> you don't have to say anything if you don't want no, to. No, I do. I mean, I'm just, oh, I always want to say something, don't I? Um, I where can people find your blog, Adrian? Oh, it's God knows. Uh, <laughs> blogspot.com. 
but you know, okay i'll put a link in the show notes yeah, for everybody who wants to find what he's writing i can put a link in the show you notes. just want my positivity just just find my positivity um you know i'm quite steve i'm quite enjoying myself in a way good uh steven uh maybe you can be more coherent and let us know where people can find where you're working <laughs> <Thank Yeah>. you. <laughs> Well, I, I can say that the um, the third edition of the World Atlas of Beer will be out in the fall. Um, we're putting the finishing touches on it now, and this is really it's it's an entirely new book. Uh, we have rewritten the entire thing start to finish. So, if you have edition one or edition two, you're still going to want to get edition three because it's it's fully revised, updated. In fact, it's being updated. Even as we speak, uh, you know, we're, we'll be updating right until the moment it goes to print. Um, and if you want to see um, any of those beer reviews that I'm doing, it's the uh, uh, OG Beer Mag is the uh, Instagram account. And they're about two to two and a half minute uh, reviews that I'm just kind of having some fun with. Great. Um, it's been fantastic to chat to the three of you. Uh, I hope... At some point, when all of this uh, blows over, we can meet for a beer and have a nice chat about it all. Uh, But for now, uh, take care of yourself, stay safe, stay well, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks very much, Owen. It's a pleasure. And that's it for today's episode of Cabin Fever. Many thanks to our guests and to all you listeners out there. If you enjoyed today's show, do make sure to subscribe, and we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Until the next time.